Welcome to the Medical Moments Podcast, brought to you by the Palm Beach Health Network. Each episode, we will bring you the latest health and wellness information to keep you and your family well. Now, here are the hosts of Medical Moments, Laura Albertini and Ryan Lieber. Hey, Laura, good to be back with you. How are you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm doing well. Um, you know, it's almost summer and technically May is, is considered spring, but here in Florida, I feel like we jump right into summer. And so what a better way than to talk about melanoma? I know. Wow. What a great topic to discuss. Am I right? We spring into summer, so to speak. And uh, we're going to be talking about melanoma. It's May. It's Melanoma Awareness Month. And of course, it's so important, as you mentioned, Laura, especially when you're living in Florida, you got to make sure that you are protecting your skin at all times because it's always hot, the sun is always shining, and you got to be prepared, whether that's with sunscreen or protective clothing. And so today, we're going to be talking to Dr. Casey Cohen, who is on staff at Good Samaritan Medical Center, and she is an oncologic robotic surgeon that is going to discuss melanoma, the types of melanoma that there are, and of course, the treatment that's out there as well. And I really feel like Dr. Cohen is a good person to talk to about this because she has some personal experience with this as well. Yeah, you know, she gave us her story, um, you know, because we talked a little bit about risk factors and warning signs. um, And then, you know, the importance of screening and sunscreen. Absolutely. So here is our interview with Dr. Casey Cohen from Good Samaritan Medical Center. Dr. Cohen, thank you so much for joining us here on the Medical Moments podcast today. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. It is uh, great to talk to you and great to have you, of course. So I want people to kind of get the full scope of what you do because, you know, I call you an oncologic robotic surgeon, but you have a very fancy name that I (laughs) never am able to pronounce. So go ahead and tell us what your exact title is and then what your background is when it comes to the type of surgeon that you are. Sure. So my fellowship was in hepatopancreatic biliary, which is liver, common bile duct, gallbladder, and pancreas, kind of the right upper quadrant of the body. But along with that, um, I do a lot of oncology surgery, which would encompass melanoma, uh, gastric, small intestine, um, a little bit of colorectal and breast. But, but mainly my focus is liver, pancreas, bile duct, skin, and soft tissue. So today we're going to talk to you about melanoma. Um, So can you kind of just give us a run through as to, you know, what is melanoma um, and, you know, if there's different types, what they are? Sure. So melanoma is one of my favorite topics to discuss because it's one of those cancers where over the last, you know, five to 10 years, we've had amazing developments and it's now a, a survivable malignancy. So, and it's also very preventable, um, you know, 50 years ago, it's kind of like cigarette smoking. We, we didn't know how harmful it really was, but sun extremely harmful. It's uh, very carcinogenic. And we are seeing a rise of melanoma because, you know, those of us who didn't wear sunscreen, um, 80s, 90s, early are now paying the price for that. So melanoma is one of those cancers. It's actually on the rise, but thank goodness it's become more treatable. Uh, melanoma is, is just that. It's 
a malignancy of the skin. There are different types of skin cancer. Um, skin cancer is the most common type of cancer. Um, the most people have, you know, skin cancer of all the malignancies. But the one that we're going to talk about in particular is, is melanoma. The other two types are squamous and basal. Um, and those are considered less deadly than melanoma. In the United States, um, in 2021, it is predicted that 100,000 people will be diagnosed with melanoma and that 7,000 people will die of melanoma in the year 2021. So that's not a small number. No, that's definitely not. And, you know, I'm, I'm kind of guilty of that, Dr. Cohen, of you know, one of those people who maybe when I was younger, didn't really wear sunscreen. I was just kind of out and about and such a point to wear sunscreen. I try to go to the dermatologist as much as possible when, uh, you know, I, I may see some spots. What, what are the kind of the different types of melanoma, if there are that? And uh, can you tell us what those are? Sure. So for melanoma, there's, there's mainly four different types. Um, and, and they're very specific. One is like superficial spreading, then you have nodular, then you have uh, lentiginous. And for the most part, I, in my office, I see superficial spreading, which is kind of a melanoma that kind of creeps along the outside of the skin. Um, it doesn't grow as vertical as some of the others. The, the other types are more aggressive. So thank goodness I see mostly superficial spreading because it's the vertical growth of melanoma where it actually gets down into the blood vessels, into the lymphatics that makes it more aggressive. Um, and the main way that uh, we predict survivability of melanoma is whether or not there's any kind of lymph node involvement. So the more vertical it grows, the more likely that it will become involved in the lymph nodes. And so are there any like warning signs or risk factors, you know, that that can contribute to someone being diagnosed with melanoma? Sure. So unfortunately, very fair skinned, light eyed people are more at risk. The natural protective effect of skin is the, the melanin. So people that have more melanin in their skin, the dark complected, they have a little bit more protection in their skin than fair complected people. I have blonde hair, blue eyes, very light skin. So I'm very high risk. Um, any kind of blistering sunburn, you know, before the age of 20 or any blistering sunburn at all can put you at risk. Um, going into the tanning beds, uh, yes, people still do that, unbelievably. Uh, so, so, you know, like I said, a lot of sun exposure, a lot of it can be genetic as well. But I would say, you know, the main risk factors are fair skinned people, blistering sunburns at an, an early age, lots of sun exposure and genetics. Dr. Cohen, one of my biggest fears, even though I am pretty aggressive about going to my dermatologist and having them check me out, is that, are, are you sure these spots aren't, you know, cancerous? Or are you sure that, you know, you didn't miss anything? So can you have melanoma and not even know it for years on end? There are a, a few very sneaky melanomas, but for the most part, it's maybe a mole that you've had your whole life. And there's been, a, there's been a change. So um, I actually ha enjoy talking about this talk topic so much because it's very close to my, my own personal life. I've had melanoma twice, and both were before the age of 30. So both of my melanomas were moles that I had my whole life 
um, and it was a very distinct change. Um, they became very asymmetrical. The borders were irregular. The color changed. Um, one of them started bleeding and ulcerating. So most of the time, melanoma is not subtle, and it's usually in a mole that you've had your whole life. So I want to talk about, you know, the importance of screening. Um, I, I recently read that, you know, there's a 99% of a five-year survival rate for patients who, you know, were early detected. And then that drastically drops, like you mentioned, if it spreads to the lymph nodes or maybe to organs. Um, so what should we be doing um, in order to get screened? Sure. So I think we're, we are our own best advocate um, doing sunscreen uh, or excuse me, doing skin checks on ourselves. So if you have moles, keep an eye on those moles, you know, just basically in the shower, you know, kind of looking around, um, you know, we always talk about in females, you know, female self breast exams, but we also do need to do skin checks on ourselves. Um, and there's some more difficult areas like on the back. So if you have a significant other, if you're young and have a parent, they can kind of keep, uh, eyeball your back for you. Um, the other thing is, is also looking in the scalp, between the toes, on the feet, areas that you wouldn't normally think about, but, you know, can be prone to melanoma. So doing skin checks, you know, once a month, and then, you know, going to see a dermatologist every year. Um, and then if you've had melanoma, then we recommend every three months to six months uh, for skin checks. We'll be right back with Dr. Casey Cohen after this. Hey, Ryan, did you know that Good Samaritan Cancer Institute at Good Samaritan Medical Center has an experienced team continuously working at the forefront of research, technology, and treatment? They also have a patient navigator that will provide the comfort and support needed and guide you through every step from post-diagnosis, treatment, and recovery. That's right, Laura. The Commission on Cancer also accredits them, which is an association of professional organizations dedicated to improving survival and quality of life in cancer patients. For more information or to speak to our patient navigator, call 561-650-6038. And now back to our interview with Dr. Casey Cohen. So, Dr. Cohen, you're on staff at Good Samaritan Medical Center where you use the Da Vinci robot. What are some of the treatment options available that you provide for somebody that's been diagnosed with melanoma? Sure. So, so with melanoma, it's a surgical disease. All melanomas, uh, for the most part, need to be surgically treated. And so, we one, we have to get out the primary tumor. Because a lot of times we have to take a very large margin to make sure we get enough of the tissue out. And in order to create a nice cosmetic result afterwards, I work with a plastic surgeon that helps me close these very large defects. At the same time, um, in melanoma, we, like we talked about before, we talk about vertical growth. And anything greater than a millimeter in depth, then we need to do what we call a sentinel lymph node biopsy, which is where we inject... Um, kind of a radioactive nucleotide, which kind of scares all the patients. I, I promise them they're not going to glow or become radioactive afterwards. It's a very low dose of a radioactive tracer that we put in the skin around where the melanoma is. And where that radioactive tracer goes is to the first lymph node that the lymphatic channels 
would drain too. So if the melanoma is not in that node, we feel pretty confident that it's not gone to other nodes. So in the operating room, we excise the tumor, and then I look for that that node with the radioactive tracer. There's a little probe uh, that gives me the highest activity, and I can locate it very easily. So those are the two main things that we do um, in treating deep melanomas. So if I was diagnosed with melanoma cancer, um, mean that I'm at high for any other type of cancers? Do they connect or is, are they completely separate? So most melanomas are sporadic mutations, but they, they do run in some genetic family. So um, I would say if the patient um, has a, you know, a very young age, gets a very deep melanoma, then I definitely recommend a full genetic panel. Um, we have this really amazing, uh, it's almost like we call it oncotyping. And basically, all cancers are like children. They, they all behave differently. And what this oncotype does is it gives us an idea of the biological behavior of the tumor. It's called melanoma DX. So once I excise the melanoma or we take the shave biopsy that was done in the dermatologist, we send it to a lab and they run a genetic profile. There are three main genes um, that are linked to aggressive melanoma. And uh, especially the one that you probably hear about the most in the news is the BRAF gene, um, which is linked to the genetics. So if the patient is BRAF positive, we know we really have to keep an eye on uh, not only the current melanoma, but developing melanomas in the future. So also, Dr. Cohen, what can we do today? You kind of touched on it a little bit, but what else can we do to protect ourselves from getting skin cancer if you have not gotten it yet, so to speak? Uh, sunscreen, 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 <laughs> and avoiding the sun between the hours. They'll tell you between 10 and 2, but in Florida, it's more like, you know, 10 and 4. Um, you know, I think the prime candidate is being out in a boat. Um because not only are you getting the direct rays, uh, you know, from the sky and the sun, but then you're also getting the reflective rays that jump off the water back up onto the face. So even if you're under, you know, an umbrella or a hat, you can get some of those reflective rays. So, you know, even though you may look a little goofy in all of the gear with like, you know, the sunscreen clothing and the, you know, the big hat, it's really the, the only way to protect yourself is just completely cover yourself with sunscreen I recommend SPF greater than 50, um, a big broad brim hat, especially if you're going to be out on the boat or around the water. And then one thing that people don't think about is that when they're snow skiing, it is really intense up on the mountain. Not only are you getting it from the, um, from the altitude, but you're also getting a reflection off of the snow. So we see a lot of these people that ski out in Colorado coming in with melanoma around the mouth. Um, and around the ears. So because of the, the intensity of the sun, you know, at high altitudes and the reflection off the snow. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. I never, I never thought of it that way. Yep. Um, so what about, you know, us ladies and, and men that like to look tan? Um, I know you mentioned tanning beds and I know those are a big no-no, but what about like self tanners or spray tans? Are those things okay? Or should we just kind of stay away from it all? Those are my favorite things, are those are the, the spray tans, and they have perfected it. It le used to look like you were in liver failure and in jaundice because they were like, you were like bright orange. Um, but now, pretty much, it's interesting, all of the 
Tanning Bed Studios have a spray tan booth. Um, or you can go in the back. It's, you know, five minutes or less. Um, they spray the whole body. Those are safe. They're actually really good. A lot of them have a lot of really rich oils that are good for the skin. And obviously, some people may have some type of allergic reaction to some of the pigments. So I always recommend putting a little on your skin to make sure you're not going to have a reaction. But And even some of the really high-end cosmetic companies have caught on to the fact that, you know, part of anti-aging is <clears throat> staying out of the sun. And women like to look tanned. Um, so they have developed all these wonderful, you know, self-tanners that really work. And a lot of them are even anti-aging. So, Dr. Cohen, of course, we mentioned you're on staff at Good Samaritan Medical Center and uh, Palm Beach Health Network. Why should patients choose to come to a Palm Beach Health Network hospital for their medical needs, in your opinion? I really think we're up to date with the technology. Um, many of the floors have been dedicated to the surgical specialties. So the nurses are really dedicated to taking care of post-op patients. Uh, we have all of what we call adjuncts to therapy. We have radiology and labs that are geared to taking care of um, a very specific group of patients. Um, so I really think that the Palm Beach Health Networks have done a great job with keeping up technology and then, you know, hiring the ancillary staff and the necessary, you know, labs and uh, radiology equipment to just take a 360 approach to patient care. And our thanks to Dr. Casey Cohen from Good Samaritan Medical Center. Really have some great insight and sharing that personal story as well, Laura. You know, and I said even in the interview that I've had my own issues with melanoma, not to the extent that it's gotten really bad, but you know, they've caught it early and I've had it taken care of, but you just have to be so careful when it comes to being in Florida and uh, really taking care of yourself and really staying on top of any changes that you see on your body. Yeah. You know, here in Florida, we have maybe two seasons, uh, summer and uh, pre-summer. And so <laughs> we really need, uh, you know, to take care of our skin. And, you know, she, she talks about how she's kind of seen the rise um, you know, due to maybe people in the 80s, 90s and, and 2000s, you know, not really wearing sunscreen um, and, you know, the importance of that and then and the importance of getting screened. Um, and then, you know, what what we can do if, if we were happen to be diagnosed with melanoma. Absolutely. So we appreciate Dr. Cohen for her time and we appreciate you for listening. And that is going to wrap things up on this edition of the Medical Moments Palm Beach Health Network podcast for Laura. I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next time, everybody. Have a good one. That's it for today's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to go where podcasts are available to rate and leave a review. Also, tell a friend about our show and don't miss our next episode. For more valuable information, visit our website at palmbeachhealthnetwork.com and visit our social media sites to learn more about local events and happenings at our five hospitals. Thanks for tuning in to Medical Moments, a podcast brought to you by the Palm Beach Health Network, a community built on care.